Hey guys, it's Sarah Bolstead, and welcome to another episode of I Speak Dead People. Be sure to check out the Instagram page at I Speak Dead People Podcast. Just gives you a little insight to each episode and each guest that I have on the show. And be sure to like and subscribe and rate and review at wherever you get your podcasts. I have some great guests lined up, so you don't want to miss some of these next episodes I have going. This episode is with someone who almost feels like family to me. I drove a few hours to spend the day with Sheena at her house. Her kids and husband Jacob were there. Her daughter Ava is the age Sheena was when this story begins. We had a great time talking about our hometown and the small community we grew up in. How it's so fun to go home and to be together with all these people we've known. And when we get there, it's like we never left. Although I've known Sheena for all these years, I've never talked to her in depth about these tragedies in her life. And I will say that this conversation may be difficult for some people to listen to. It's a story that really broke the hearts of everyone in our community and still affects people to this day, even 15 years later. At the end, you will hear a second conversation we had over the phone a couple days after our day spent together. It just goes into detail about some of the investigative work that went into her daughter's accident. And then you will also hear a little clip of the conversation right before the phone interview of a question she asked me that made me want to follow up with her. It sheds light on small town politics and although they're favorable at times, it's a prime example of how the system can work against you, even when you need it most. Sheena is a piece of all of our hearts now. She's Glasgow's sweetheart. She's the girl next door. She really just carries herself so gracefully, even after these tragedies in her life. I really hope you enjoy this episode, and I hope it brings comfort to anyone who's still affected by it. I know now that there's nothing that will heal a mother's broken heart, but I'd like Sheena to know how thankful I am for the day we spent together and that I just love her. So here she is. Thank you, everybody. This is the amazing Sheena Hopstead. So like when I think of you and your family, um, I think like when I am 10 years old calling your house because we want to talk to your brother, Yeah. Um, I would call and you would answer and I'd be like, oh shit, and I'd hang up the phone oh, no. and, then, and then you would do like uh, uh, star six, seven or whatever you can do yeah. to find out the house. Uh, yeah. So then I would like immediately get a phone call back to the house and it would be you. And you'd be like, Sarah, is this you? <laughs> I don't really remember that, but yeah. I'm like, no. You're like, do you no. want to do you want to talk to Sean? <laughs> Maybe. So just when I think about yeah. you and your family, I just uh you were like this big sister. You were the big sister of the house, but mm-hmm. um you've kind of carried that with you the whole time. And then to think, you know, in this world of childhood crushes and young love, 
uh, <laughs> the relationship that I had with your family. In yeah. the meantime, like this was when you were meeting Aaron. Mm-hmm. This would have been around that time because mm-hmm. you're four years older than me, maybe. Mm-hmm. And how old were you when you met Aaron? Oh, I was actually like fourteen. So that would yeah. about yeah coincide. Um, so I was pretty young. Uh-huh. <laughs> Aaron was maybe sixteen. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how did you meet? Mm-hmm. Like, how did that even <laughs> become a thing? Um, I don't know exactly how it all became a thing. Um, I remember some of my friends started running around with Brenner a little uh-huh. bit. Um, and so we were, like, at Brenner's house one day, and Aaron was there. Um, I don't know. It was just, like, this pair off kind of thing so I ended up on this couch uh with Aaron and like 10 minutes later we were making out and like I was so young but that was pretty much it like that was like the the first time and that was it we were calling each other and hanging out from pretty much then on so Uh and that was I was going into eighth grade um Uh it was that summer so it's pretty crazy to think about Were your parents like, hell no, Sheena. No, no. Bad girl. (laughs) Well, I was so naughty. You, like, know. I, yeah, I don't, so I was probably just hanging out with my other friends, Uh like, in the neighborhood and different things, um, and just finding ways that we were all running around with boys, actually, the whole time. So, I, I don't know if they, they didn't have a lot to say until maybe later in the year when we actually started dating and Aaron would come over to our house and stuff like that um but yeah (laughs) a lot of I don't know yeah I was not a very nice teenager to my parents so but yeah you ran around with him you ran around with his friends it was just like now it was Sheena and Aaron (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah yeah and then I guess where does that take you? It takes, you know, then you get to high school. So then you can be more exclusive about it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And you went to high school together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was a, I was a freshman when um, Aaron was a senior. So we only had pretty much that year of high school um, together. Um, but we, yeah, we had a lot of fun. And Did he go to college? Or? Yeah, yeah. So after, after his senior year, um, he went to... He went out to Seattle to go to the Art Institute for um, cooking. And so, you know, I was like this heartbroken young girl uh-huh. <laughs> who's losing my boyfriend of two years already. And um, yeah, so he went out there and then. Did he cook a lot? Like, I mean, was that his thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, he. Or, you know, you were together and he goes, I'm going to go to Seattle yeah. for culinary school. Yeah. And you're like, what? Yeah. What? No, he, um, in high school, he worked, he cooked at several places, actually, in town. Um, so, like, at the Elks, um, I think he used to cook. Gosh, it's been, it's been so long. Um, and then, like, he worked at the Gateway and cooked there. Um, and I can't remember what all else. He, had, like, just did so many jobs. And um, I think he really was inspired by some of his buddies that had gone to culinary school. Okay. Um you know, these guys that he, like, loved and partied with and cooked with and just, uh-huh. they had, like, such a good time, and I think that really appealed to him. Like, he just had so much fun doing that, that 
it sounded like something uh-huh. he wanted to pursue. So, yeah. Did you ever visit him there? <sighs> yep. I went out to Seattle a couple times. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, well, once that I particularly remember. Um, and kind of fell in love with Seattle at that time, too. Uh-huh. Um, which is crazy because it's not the same. Uh-huh. I went out a couple, we went out a couple years ago with the kids. Like, I was like, you have to see the city. Oh, it's yeah. so, like, lovely. And I just loved it. And, you know, when Aaron and I explored it together, like, everything was just awesome, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And all the food was so good and just all these, like, crazy things that you just don't see growing up in small towns. And I just was so in love with it. And then, yeah, we went out a couple years ago and was like, Oh, yeah. Through the eyes of, like, this young love. And you guys are just in the big city together. It just, like, you know, creates this, like, (laughs) we could be here. We could live up in that apartment. Yeah, yeah. And he did have this, like, teeny tiny apartment um, that he shared with another guy that he didn't know before moving into there. And it literally was, like, a room that they both slept in. There was, like, beds, and that was the living room, like, these two twin beds, and then this, like, teeny tiny little kitchen, but I was, like, just so charmed by it, kind of, like, just, like, Uh yeah, this is, this is so much fun, like, Uh so cool, and you're just living here by yourself, and, like, doing whatever you want, exploring all these places, and it was, it definitely had a charm that I loved at the Uh time, but... Um, that didn't last, I think, a few months, and he transferred over to Dickinson, um, and then I ended up leaving um, leaving school and leaving Glasgow and moving um, okay. to Dickinson, too, so we could be together there, so, uh-huh. yeah. And then you were, did you drop, you didn't drop out of school, but you no, were, like, taking I, night classes or whatever? Yeah, I did um, alternative school in Dickinson. Okay. Um, and by then, so then I was pregnant with Madison at that time. Alright. All right, so, so you're living in Dickinson and mm-hmm. when you and I mean you basically just told your friends and your family like, I'm going to Dickinson. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be with Aaron. Yeah, I did. I, um, like I said, I, I was already pregnant and so I was like, you know, I'm pregnant. I'm leaving. Uh-huh. Bye. That was pretty much it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, you know, I remember a little bit of kind of crying and drama and stuff surrounding that, and everyone has, like, their own version of it, but I just was, you know, young and selfish and just, like, this is what I want to do, and mm-hmm. I'm doing it, so that's what happened. Yeah, um, and I don't know if this matters, but, like, did you and Aaron consciously make that decision to get pregnant, or was it kind of, like, um, a mixture of things? Yeah, it was kind of on purpose. Um, it was this weird, like... I don't know, like, I just, Aaron already was gone, and I wanted to leave, too. Like, I wanted to be out of town and be done with high school and just all these things. Like, I just wanted to go, and it was kind of, in a way, like, let's be together and, like, let's do this, and um, it doesn't matter how old we are and all of these things. And so, yeah, it was scary, but also not exactly an accident, either. Uh (laughs) You know, it was... It was fairly thought out, um, as thought out as a 16-year-old can uh-huh. plan her life out, I, I guess you could say. But, um, yeah. So. Yeah, it didn't matter, like, what yeah. your family, friends, anyone <laughs> really, was saying. No, it did not. I was going to do whatever I wanted, and I've kind of always been like that, and so that's 
was Aaron like that, or did he just like that side of you? Um, I don't know. I, I think about, I mean, for years I thought about, like, Aaron was um, the youngest child in his family. Um, but I think that, you know, they all wore their mom out so much that Aaron kind of ran around, did whatever he wanted to. Uh-huh. Um, but I was the oldest, so I was, like, paving this, you know, path for my brothers, I think, and uh-huh. just to be, you know, independent and free and, like, all these things. And um, Aaron wasn't as stubborn as I was. Um, he was more, like, if that's your idea and you convince me that it's a good idea, like, let's do it, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so he was easier to get along with in that way. Um, and I was more, like, just stubborn and, like, had an idea and that's, like, the end of it, you know. Uh-huh. And he was just more, like... Yeah, cool. Yeah, he was <laughs> just know? supportive yeah. of everything. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So. And when you got pregnant, he was just like, "Yep, let's do yeah, it." Yeah, yeah. It was it was actually pretty scary at first, but then it was like Aaron always to, um, you know, was such a hard worker. And, like he just had this mature, um, kind of wanting to take care of people, um, uh-huh. personality, always, even when he was young and. I mean, he just, he knows what, you know, hard work is, and it just, it just was something that we were like, yeah, this is going to be hard, but it's going to be so cool, and, like, we just have what it takes, you know, Uh so, yeah, I, it wasn't, it's only really looking back that I think, like, wow, you know, that was a a funny choice Uh to make, but, um, but at the time, it felt like, no, we can totally just make this work, and it'll be great, you know, Mm -hmm. so. We used, like, Aaron's financial aid money to buy furniture <laughs> for this apartment. And, like, I didn't even know what financial aid money was at the time. I was just like, I got my financial let's aid. I was it. like, yeah, cool. I don't know what that is, but let's go, like, get a couch. <laughs> so I got, like, a couch and, like, a TV and these tables, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and just thought we were, like, I don't know, so cool. I thought it was awesome. And yeah. I, like, invited my friends over and was like, check out our new living room furniture. <laughs> we bought furniture. We're, like, adulting. <laughs> they're, like, 16. They're, like, furniture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No. Um, but then, yeah, so there's, you've, like, created this, you know, this idea in your head of just what it is to be together and living mm-hmm, together mm-hmm. at such a yeah. young age. Yeah. And you're actually doing it, and mm-hmm. then you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, did it ever kind of, like, you're in the middle of it, you know, in the midst of it, and you're like, uh, this isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. Or, you know, did you ever yeah. have those moments, or were you just in teenage bliss? I I was happy. Um, I, in Dickinson, um, it wasn't really until later when we decided to go back home and, like, do things, you know, finish high school and do these things um, with our family, and it wasn't really until we were in Glasgow and things just kind of started you know, going upside down, and it was those times that I did think, like, oh, this isn't exactly, exactly what I thought. When we were in Glasgow living in our one apartment or whatever, Aaron would come home some days and be like, he was working at the core by then, um, in Fort Peck, and so he's like, you know, all these other guys I work with, their wives make them lunch, and they, like, (laughs) pack lunch, and I was like, oh, cool, their wives aren't in high school. Like, I was, like, like, times like that that I was, like, wait, 
do I really have to be both? Like, do I really, you know, am I really this, like, high school, like, teenage mom and, like, someone's wife and, like, have a job? And, you know, there were times like that where I was like, I am both now. And, like, I don't know what that means, uh-huh. but it's not cracking up the way I, yeah. you know, yeah. w- thought it would. The reality starts to <laughs> right. set in right. of, like, who you are and who yeah. he is and what yeah. you are together as a right. couple and right. just all... Yeah. You're busy all of a sudden, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, So you just came to a point in Dickinson where it was like, you should go home. You thought it would probably be easier to be around your family and finish high school. Yeah. So Madison was born in Dickinson. And then um, I think, let's see, she would have been a couple of months old when we ended up moving home. Um, It just like summer came and college was done and school was done. And, you know, it's just like, okay, do we hang out here Uh like by ourselves or you know maybe we should go home and maybe our families should be like a part of this and um so that was the choice that we made how old did you say madison was by then so she was born in february so i'm sure it was like may when we moved home i don't really like remember even moving Uh um or like how that even happened or who like helped us or Uh packed our stuff or like i I don't remember as like a yeah it was just i don't yeah, I really don't. Um, yeah, she was really little. Old, four months old. God, I yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Just that that infant stage is yeah. already just sucking the life out of you anyway. I don't <laughs> yeah. even. Yeah. I can't even imagine yeah. moving yeah. on top of it. No, I know. I and I don't remember that. I really don't. I don't remember. I mean, it must have been hard um, having a baby and packing up this house and moving, but I I don't remember uh-huh. it at all. What was having Madison like? You know, like in Dickinson, like, what was the yeah. the story of having Yeah, that? Um, it was actually awesome. We really enjoyed it. And um, so she was born on leap year day, and it was just, like, it was cool. And, you know, a lot of our good friends also lived in Dickinson. Um, and so we were surrounded by people that, you know, we loved and cared about us and stuff. And so I the only, like, really time I remember being sad was you know, my mom came down when I had her and hung out with us for a few days and then went home. And I remember crying when she left, like, oh man, like I am by myself and I have this baby and this is crazy, you know? And, but she was such a, such a good baby. And I mean, as far as I remember, she like slept through the night and I, maybe not, I don't even know anymore, (laughs) but like, I don't ever remember being like overwhelmed by parenting her. Like it just, it was always like beautiful and just, she was just so beautiful and just such a good baby. And, um, Aaron loved being a parent too. And so I don't know, it was just cool. Our friends stopped by all the time to like see her. And so it really felt like just this really positive awesome uh-huh. thing you had this and it like was. family in yeah Dickinson. and we did yeah. and yeah I have um all these pictures of all of our guy friends like holding her and they're like these big you know playing football for Dickinson at the time uh-huh. and like holding this little peanut and just like coming over I remember Brenner coming over one day him and our other friend Ty at the time and holding the baby I think it was Ty holding the baby and Brenner was like taking my garbage out and like doing all this oh. stuff like this it was like the coolest everyone like all of a sudden became these mature like friends that care you know I don't know I don't know it was just cool it yeah. it totally worked <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, you so, made it work, which yeah, is so yeah. like, remarkable thinking of, because you were 16 mm-hmm. when she was born, right? Uh, yeah, 17 when she was born. Yeah. You guys were like this unit mm-hmm. taking care of Yeah, we her. were just so into it at, you know, at that time, like, everything was just so cute and precious, and we just enjoyed our time, like, holding our baby, and just, I don't know, it just, I only remember, like, happiness for that period of time. It's such a sweet thing to share with someone. Yeah, it's like amazing. Like, that period of time. Yeah. Yeah, you're freaking mm-hmm. out of your mind, you don't have any sleep, like, you're never yeah. sleeping, yeah. Or, you know, you're always yeah. scared all the time, or right. whatever. But to think just sharing that mm-hmm. between, with somebody, mm-hmm. it is when you look back, it's like you have nothing but good things to yeah. say about it. You yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. It seems to me that it was just like a really nice time. Mm-hmm. You it know? was. It was. Now you've decided to go back to school mm-hmm. and you're going to go just like a regular junior, senior mm-hmm. now. I senior. Was a senior, yep. And, you know, and now you have to leave her with somebody or whatever mm-hmm. and you have to go to school. Mm-hmm. And um, so you started on. The first day, right? You yep. started, like, when yep. the year started? Yep, yep. Okay. Um, yeah, so then how was that as a mom? Just, you know, it's so, <laughs> it sucks it leaving was, your child yeah, somewhere. Yeah, no, it does. It was sad. Like, I I didn't really feel like I had a different option at the time, and probably because I didn't. Like, it was either go to school or don't, uh-huh. you know? So, um, yeah, I started taking her out to her daycare, and going to school and just for the longest time like everything was cool and fine I just was doing what everyone else was doing except for I had to get up at you know six in the morning to get us all ready and get Madison to daycare and then get to school and after school I'd either go pick her up or I would work and Aaron would get her or whatever um so it felt like normal and good for a while um it just I was just doing more than my classmates basically. Oh yeah. Is how I thought of it kind yeah. of and so But still <laughs> trying to be normal too, probably. Yeah, yeah. Like a normal teenager. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of where we started, you know, um falling a little bit was that then I kind of was reminded, like, oh, these are my friends that I grew up with and went to school with all twelve years of school and mm-hmm. Um, I want to do what they're doing, and so it's it was a trap more or less. I feel yeah. like going home. Yeah. <laughs> and nonetheless, too, I think any postpartum experience is. I mean, it's life changing. Everyone mm-hmm. tells you it'll change your life, but you mm-hmm. don't believe it until yeah. it happens. Right. And then to add that to a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, like exactly. just being a yeah. teen mom, if right. you will, like. Right. And what parts like are okay to want and okay to do and what parts aren't and it really was kind of a struggle that way and would you and Aaron talk about that or (sighs) you probably didn't say it (laughs) but I mean you just maybe you both knew it about each other Mm -hmm. but as for you know just your age and your maturity level it's just like yeah I don't know I don't know I think with him uh working full-time the way he was and just me trying to go to school and be a mom and be a teenager and um and work um it more or less wasn't like a conversation that I think we could have now it was it more just kind of things just fell apart without talking about it like it just Mm -hmm. happened you know and yeah um kind of I don't know it wasn't a discussion that I ever really remember having yeah 
like you can or can't do this or you you know here's what we're going to do like I don't I think we were too young and there was too many pieces and um we just didn't really know what we were doing uh-huh. so I I don't I don't remember discussing it I just remember it causing its own kind of issues and that yeah I and then I did you all almost kind of like live in this you lived together and then it was like this unwritten agreement that you had that we're just kind of like okay we're gonna be here for Madison Mm -hmm. but as for each other we're not really I guess yeah I guess that's what happened I Mm -hmm. and then it was like we live together and we have this baby and that's really cool and we both still love that and so you know at the end of the day and it was this way with me and Aaron like at the end of the day it was like each other Uh, like I did want to be with him and he did want to be with me and we did want to have this baby and we had it and so you know no matter what we were doing or the choices that we made it was like at the end of the day like he still was my person and um but we did we we did successfully stomp all over that yeah (laughs) too at the same time but yeah yeah I mean that's what it does to yeah just like I said like yeah it puts a huge amount of pressure on any couple Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. yeah at any level right at any any stage of life yeah yeah Yeah. um that just to get where you were in the first place Mm -hmm. was amazing enough (laughs) you know like you know um but yeah so um so then it's probably you're halfway through the school year right Mm -hmm. and um I'm just going to get almost to all it. The way. The, yeah. yeah, almost all yep. the way. Yeah. And like this was a day in Glasgow in our town that like it's almost something that is like huge moments in history. Like older people remember when JFK mm-hmm. died and right. like I remember what I was doing on 9/11 like mm-hmm. when I found this out I lived next door to the daycare. Yeah. And so I was going home for lunch and there was just like highway yeah. patrolmen like a mile long. Like I don't even I don't know. Yeah. But um I just remember every it was very quiet like Mm -hmm. I know exactly what I was Mm -hmm. doing on that day Mm -hmm. and like this is something that stopped Glasgow was Mm -hmm. very quiet Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. a long time yeah yeah and uh but I know that this day has stuck with me and I don't Mm -hmm. even know this side of you Mm -hmm. you know um it's stuck with stuck with me as a mom I'm sure Mm -hmm. anyone who knows you when they became a mom yeah has thought about this mm-hmm. um so to hear you say it <laughs> is uh pretty amazing that you even want to be here with me <laughs> uh, but uh I guess if you want to talk about that day I'd yeah. love to hear it from you okay yeah yeah so I took Madison to daycare um that morning it was May and um just dropped her off everything was normal and fine and good and she was so happy she's such a happy baby and kid and um it just you know it was hard for me to leave her um anyways and there were times that I dropped her off with her daycare provider and we'd both like I'd kind of cry a little bit like oh this sucks and she's like I know I know you know but it's all good and all these things so anyways this was like a normal drop off I don't remember anything um you know, nothing really stands out to me from that morning. Um, and then, so I went to school, had our first four periods or whatever, and then um, 
I was running out the door to lunch with my friends. We were going to, you know, hop in our car and go to lunch and come back. And um, our principal at the time um, grabbed me. She, like, ran out the door after me and grabbed my arm. And I was like, oh, my God, what? Like, am I in trouble? Like, what happened? And what's going on? You know, and I could tell right away, like, something was going on. Um, And so she kind of pulled me back inside and she was like rubbing my arm like I mean I don't know how to explain it she had a hold of my hand and was just like breathing heavy and like rubbing my arm and all this stuff and I and by now I'm like starting to panic a little bit but have no idea like what's going on and so she pulls me back out this other door outside and um my mom is standing there and a co-worker of my mom's and our sheriff um so I'm standing there and no one's saying anything everyone's just looking at me and so I'm starting to panic even more and everyone's just kind of trying to breathe and like looking at me and I'm like what's going on and no one says anything I'm like okay what's going on here and like no one's saying anything and I'm like what in the hell is the problem like what is happening (laughs) and so (laughs) um and I can't even, like, I couldn't tell you who spoke first. I'm guessing um, the sheriff and said uh, Madison was killed at her daycare. Um, she's gone, basically. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, like, screaming, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What, what, like, how, what, just all these questions and just, there's no piece of reality in that. It's like this crazy... I don't know what, like, I don't even know how to describe it. So then, you know, my mom starts crying and I just, I kind of remember like hitting the ground and like just screaming. I just remember screaming, like just screaming all these questions and like demanding answers and like take me to go see her. And like, I'm so confused and this is all like, there's just no way, you know? Um, and so Anyways, I... <sighs> so when you finally got it together and you're like, yeah. what the, what hap- What do you mean? Right. So and... someone had, you know, kind of told me what happened. You know, she was backed over by another parent um, oh. at daycare. One of the things that I remember most, I just remember saying, like, you need to take me to the hospital or wherever she is. Like, uh-huh. I need to go there and I need to see her and hold her. Uh-huh. And, um... I remember our sheriff saying, like, no, you can't. That's not allowed. And I just was, like, raging, you know? Yeah. Like, what do you mean that's not allowed? Like, how can you tell me that? And just all these things. And I just didn't... It. It's kind of a piece that I still um, grapple with a little bit. But anyway, it just... So he's he's just like well you can't you can't you won't be able to touch her and it's the rules and you you can't hold her or pick her up or anything and I'm just freaking out like physically and emotionally just screaming and crying and like don't I've gone this long without being told what to do (laughs) you know and today's not the day Uh but it was um because they wouldn't they wouldn't let me go um and it's it's a it's definitely a piece that I've struggled with um, uh-huh. to this day. But, yeah, so, anyways, that's, I don't know. I 
I remember being taken to my house and then Aaron came home from work um, <laughs> and just walked in and was also like screaming and bawling and he actually um, punched out our <laughs> glass French doors that we had at the time um, shattered it and it just was chaos like from there you know just a lot of yeah chaos and crying and you know my family I don't know it was it was wild yeah 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 I know just (laughs) yeah yeah and I never you know you talk about like all the sirens and stuff and my mom talks about that too because she um you know her office was right there on Uh the way over Mm-hmm. So she distinctly also remembers all of that happening, like all the ambulances and sheriffs and everyone that rushed out to the scene. And um, so to this day, you know, she gets just anxiety and this pitfall in her stomach when ambulances head that way, you know, uh-huh. and things like that. Um, but I, I was in school and I didn't, you didn't I missed all that. Idea, yeah, I did none of that. Um, and you should share your perspective with me sometimes too, because I people say things to me, and I'm like, I didn't know that that's how you felt, or I didn't know that mm-hmm. that happened on your end of things too. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, had this world of my own, and mm-hmm. I was oh, selfish yeah. in my own right at that time, anyways. And so, it is interesting to me also to hear other um, pieces of this uh-huh. story from other perspectives. So, but anyways, um, so then. <sighs> <laughs> so then, here you are. You're 18. Mm-hmm. The your worst nightmare has mm-hmm. come true. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. Mm-hmm. Um. And you know, did you even? It's a stupid question, but like sleep that night, that week. What, what, <sighs> what happened? What's the next I... thing you remember? Even. And you know, the next few probably days are probably the blurriest for me um you know I don't remember I remember being in bed I don't know that I was ever sleeping but it was like once I went to bed that is not like I didn't even want to get up um and weeks later um I was still kind of in bed like we had done all these things and we planned this funeral and we picked out this headstone and all these crazy, crazy things that we, uh, got through and did. And, and then it was like, then I went to bed and like, didn't, I don't know. I didn't want to get up. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but the, the few days probably after, um, they just, you know, they were filled with family and friends and people coming over and bringing food and, I remember just having like coolers and coolers and coolers of drinks like all over my house and I was like I don't know whose they were I don't know who brought these like so much just food everywhere and you know it was very supportive and um amazing but I don't remember even like who who did what or who I even really talked to and then I don't know what like I I don't know. I feel like I woke up like weeks later yeah, or some. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't, I don't mm-hmm. remember necessarily. I remember. And then sometimes like, you know, I'd 
we'd go to bed together and just like sleep and and stay there and stay there and stay there like I don't know that I ate for uh, days mm-hmm. uh, at least yeah um, but yeah you yeah, would have these know. moments of okay we'll get out of bed today we'll yeah. stay in bed today but yeah. it was just like a yeah. pretty mutual yeah thing you guys yeah. were it was doing and, together yeah for sure and like was... friends were probably coming over yeah. a lot but then was that kind of hard too because I think that it probably helped us like from what I remember it always the timing seemed good you know like people would stop over and it'd be some of Aaron's close friends and so he'd go and you know visit and hang out and be normal for a little bit and or it'd be my friends and so I could have like this time with them and um I don't know like I I remember kind of bouncing in and out like just in a fog basically I'm it just like zombies pretty much oh, like yeah. let's do this or that or let's visit with this person but yeah it was a total total fog uh-huh. um oh. so so this was may 3rd um that madison died and then so i remember mrs merkel coming over again to my house and just being like you have to get up you have to get out of bed and you have to come like come on let's do this you know uh-huh. and i was just like i adore you but yeah. No. <laughs> like, go away. <laughs> so, so I didn't um, go back. I remember going back one day just to, like, finish some business, basically, or sign some papers, or I don't even know. Um, and, of course, my graduation was coming up, and so there are things that have to be done. And so I remember going to the school one day and getting this paper signed by some of my teachers, and some of them saying, like, well, just, you can just... <sighs> I don't, I don't know, say so you can just have an A. I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I don't actually care. Like, I, whatever. And so, and then one of them was like, I'll just, you know, you missed all this work, but it, I, uh, um, you can just have the grade that you had uh, before this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I don't, no one know, like, knew what to say or do, and neither did I. And so... It just, we just, like, took care of these things as a community, and yeah, that's that. Like, and I didn't even really care about graduating at that time. Like, I was just like, whatever, nothing even matters. No. Like, nothing, what's high school no. to compare to this? Like, what's graduating? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I thought I cared about this stuff, but I actually don't. And <laughs> so, luckily, um, I did graduate <laughs> with a diploma, and... Um, you know, like I said, I only missed a couple weeks anyways, but it was like, just like, whatever. Sure, yeah. I didn't. Like, I care. <laughs> I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, wasn't going to walk at graduation. I didn't really want to even show my face and I wasn't going to have a party and all these things, but I don't know. All these people around me must have made me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I remember too, it was just like how I said, it was just Glasgow was so quiet. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it seemed like every business light was off, but there were cars just kind of driving around mm-hmm. and it was really like school. I think I remember I was a freshman, so I was, yeah, it's like we had to go back to school, but yeah, no one was doing anything. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. uh, yeah, where everyone was just yeah. more so like, why did, why did this have to be? Why? Yeah. 
and even and it's horrible to say but it's like why did we know Sheena and why was it her baby like right. you know like right. all these things right. that are going through your head yeah. like what the f- yeah. yeah and right. I yeah it doesn't even matter who knew you or didn't know and you yeah. I'm sure everyone knows what they were doing that day mm-hmm. <laughs> um I don't know so then as a relationship you guys are um I mean it's already kind of Mm-hmm. Going down, mm-hmm. now you have mm-hmm. this on top yeah. of all the other yeah. pressures that you yeah. had to right. go through as a young couple. And so you guys just, you don't survive this, let's just say. Yep. And, um, but once you kind of got that about each other, mm-hmm. did a respect for each other ever grow again, like as you moved on throughout the years? Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, and as much as we you know there was always that like we're Madison's parents and no matter what paths we take from here like that is just a fact that remains and so um yeah um I mean Erin was my best friend for you know the six years that all four years of my high school (laughs) life and one of middle school so it wasn't something like we might have you know um done a lot of hurtful things to each other but you know again it just was this like at the end of the day this is one of my best friends and it mm-hmm. he still was and so we'd call and talk to each other on the phone um we'd get together when I came back to Bosco and do dinner and stuff together um and things like that so it never really we got better you know we um healed up and yeah there was some stuff like i wanted to talk to him about like finally when I knew that we were both probably in a space to be able to talk about some hard things and so I called him one day from from work and I said hey I um when I come home next like can we get some coffee and talk about some stuff I have some questions that like I need answered and of course he's Aaron he's like oh yeah sure da 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 uh-huh yeah you know like yeah let's get coffee and like or what do you want like we could get a beer like da 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 and I was like okay cool like it was really hard it was like a hard phone call for me because I knew the questions I wanted and he doesn't have any idea like the shit that I'm about to unload on him you know and but so he's like yeah 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 let's get yeah let's do that yeah cool yeah so I was just like oh okay cool and we never did that because just hearing him say, like, yes, uh-huh. I'm happy to talk to you about whatever, let's do whatever we need to do, um, it, it, like, unloaded this huge weight off my heart. And so I, we never did do it because it was, like, after he said that, I was, like, oh, all right, cool. Like, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't, yeah. Um, but we did get together when I came home and, um, you know, he was with Lacey and we'd go together and um do things in Glasgow and have dinner and stuff like I said and um yeah you both were eventually remarried and had new relationships but it was still like yeah even though there were answers that you wanted and whatever but just that simple phone call was still Mm -hmm. always easy to get Mm -hmm. to him and he always answered and yeah he did and we'd call and talk to each other about um like what happened on Grey's Anatomy (laughs) and stuff like 
Because I knew he watched it, and, um, like, I got him into it in the first place, and so, like, years later, we'd be like, oh my gosh, did you see what happened on this episode, and whatever, we'd talk about it, and so, um, we just held on to these things that, you know, always kept us having a reason to talk, and yeah. of course, Madison was one of them, you know, um. But the reasons that you guys were together in the first place, right. like that youthful side of each other yeah. came out yeah, for eventually sure. after. Yeah. 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 Like Aaron was the first person that I called um, actually when I knew I was pregnant with Ava. And so we talked and we cried a little bit on the phone and um, just. How, how much longer after. Um, the, after this happened that you had your second child um, that you had Ava it wasn't very long um, which was not planned <laughs> um, and this was so, when you're you're with someone else and, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was up two years okay almost exactly actually very really? close yeah um, which was kind of uh, awesome because I was definitely just in such a dark place for so long um, that I think I always think like if I wouldn't have gotten pregnant I would have probably died like I really? I was just on this like really dark self-destructive like path that you know just mm-hmm. uh, self-medicating I guess you could say whatever mm-hmm. it was um, that I was doing uh, it wasn't sustainable. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, she definitely um, saved me in that way. And um, as unplanned as it was by me, I think it was definitely, you know, someone's plan because uh-huh. it pulled me right out of this dark yeah. hole that I was in. So, yeah. Um, and during that pregnancy, too, is that kind of when you started to realize what happened to you and instead of numbing out the pain, mm-hmm. you were more so you know, facing it. Yeah, a little bit. And I, um, I spent a long time, um, yeah, like hiding from it and ignoring it. And then like here I was about to have this other baby and I, I was kind of freaking out. And I remember telling my boss at, um, at the time, like, how can I have a baby? Like I already had a baby and she's gone. And like, that was like my whole heart, you know, it's gone. It's like all this broken pieces that I just don't think I could possibly like have another child and like love a child. And there's just nothing left. Like I've just been living with this like hole. And so what, what am I supposed to do? Like with, you know, how can I have another kid? There's just, it's just all gone. And she said to me, um, no, what happens when you have more kids is that your heart just gets bigger and you grow this like bigger heart for this other child. And I like, it was such a, you know, not an insignificant conversation at the time, but definitely one of those times that you look back and think like, wow, that was, there's such a huge piece of advice that helped me, Uh you know, and, and it, it was true. You know, I had Avon, it did, it was, it was awesome and she was amazing too and I was so happy to have like a a baby in my arms again and um you know again like she had saved me from this like 
dark place that I was in and there was like light again here you know and so as early as it was um it definitely it just it it forced you to to I don't know that's the wrong word it yeah it provided some sort of healing and security mm-hmm. again even did, though you yeah. were so insecure about like yeah. how could I my heart was already with right. Madison right how right. could I do this right. again exactly um and was that something that you had told um had told your new relationship you know told Jacob yeah oh yeah yeah um definitely something that we talked about and I just was so unsure of so many things and um I don't really remember him saying uh, like you know, he's like this 20-some-year-old guy, too, and he's just like, um, okay. <laughs> like, I don't really know, but I'm here, and I, you know. Yeah. So it was different, and it was weird, and it was more like something that I consulted with Aaron on. Mm-hmm. Like, this feels really crazy and scary, and I just don't know, like, that I can do it. And, um, you know, and Aaron understood more of that. Uh-huh. stuff obviously um so yeah and I think you know when I called him to tell him like I think that uh he was a little jealous you know like yeah right. I want a baby <laughs> you yeah. know we we did we wanted a baby and we had one and and then she was taken you know uh-huh. so it wasn't like I was starting over but at the same time um I got this kind of but now you were gonna go down this path again, and it was without Aaron. Right, right. You know, exactly. so yeah. it. Yeah. I can see how he'd be like. Yeah. Oh my God, we share this pain yeah. now, but right. you have to but move on in a on. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So you can yeah. survive this with right. your next child. Right. You know. Right. Um. So yeah, I can see how it wouldn't be like, a whatever jealousy, but it would mm-hmm. just be like, oh. It was hard. Yeah. And, Aaron and I, even after Madison died, you know, we'd spend, like, these days in bed, like, not doing, not moving, and he would be like, let's have a baby, like, let's, you know, whatever we, this is what we wanted, and it's like, let's, you know, he would, he would say that, he said it a couple times, and I knew, like, this is not, that's not the answer Mm -hmm. to this, you know, there's never gonna be anything from here on out that fills this void, and that heals this crazy heartache, like crazy, crazy broken heart. And this isn't like, that's not a solution. This Mm -hmm. isn't answered. Uh, I remember just telling him like, that's not going to solve our problems, you know, Uh and him just being so sad about it. And, you know, I get where he was coming from on that too. And then I went and like had a baby with someone else. And so, but no, I I can see how it like you don't you don't want to feel what you guys felt right you know you don't want to be in that moment Mm -hmm. of that pain Mm -hmm. and you want a distraction and another baby yeah would have distracted that yeah yeah absolutely and so of course you would think yeah that would be like something in the midst of the of the deepest sadness you could feel it's like let's just Let's just have another one then. Yeah. Come yeah. on, like, just give me another yeah, baby. Yeah, because like, we were thinking so clearly at the time. Exactly. Like, yeah, like, let's, you know. Mm-hmm. Let's, and let's, how in the thick of it, like, you know, when you would have you would have your little babies and, like, on top of it, you are still grieving mm-hmm, and, like, mm-hmm. and you're also mm-hmm. 
in a postpartum stage and all that like what what were you doing you know how were you handling it was it ever like I can't do this today or I you know the weight of um everything Mm -hmm. I mean Mm -hmm. after having a baby and then losing a baby was there ever just a moment where you're just like I can't I might not be able to do this yeah I don't or did it it was more so healing and everything you know it more it was for me um it like I said the way I lived from the time after Madison died until the time that I got pregnant with Ava that part that was the piece that I couldn't do like that you know those were the days that I thought like I can't I'm not gonna survive today um and I I thought for the longest time like I was like you know you read those stories about people dying of heartache when their spouse dies and um there was actually a lot of time in there that I thought like maybe I can just not wake up today Uh that'd be really cool because this is really like hard and I was just kind of hoping like I wouldn't survive it because I I didn't feel like I could um so it was more like like the parenting piece of it was always like what I wanted and so you know after having Ava like there wasn't really day there was days that she would cry and I'd be like oh my gosh (laughs) make it stop but for the most part um I needed that and and I was thankful for it you know after she finally came like when I was pregnant it's one thing to sit and talk about this like unborn child like I can't do it and I don't know how and but then after she came it was like oh yeah this is Mm -hmm. this is where I meant to be like this mother thing is is always something that called to me and even when I was really young. So mm-hmm. I, yeah, no, it wasn't after that. It wasn't that I wasn't heartbroken. Um, yeah, you never fell back that did into it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. never fell back into it later on after right. having your kids. No, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, and then how does that make you the mom you are now? <laughs> like, how, how do you? Because just the <sighs> average mom has these nightmares and anxieties <laughs> right. already. So how do you do it now? Um, I'm not going to lie. I am very, um, a lot of decisions I make as a parent are absolutely fear-based. Like, they, I don't let my kids do anything. <laughs> I, like, I feel so bad for them. I, but I don't, like, they don't, run the neighborhood and they don't have sleepovers with people that I don't know Mm -hmm. and um it's nothing like I grew up (laughs) (laughs) Um, and it's it is it's like I love parenting and I enjoy my kids so much but I also really really keep them close Uh um I last time I was home this summer (laughs) My dad was like, uh, your son doesn't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah. And I'm like making all these excuses and he's just looking at me like I'm the dumbest person. And like, I, <laughs> I don't know, I was just like, oh my God, you're right. Like he doesn't, but I don't want my son like screeching up the street in his bike past all these driveways where people are backing out and going to work and in a hurry and all these things and uh so 
it's absolutely true. Like, my four-year-old boy doesn't know how to ride a bike, and I am, like, 100% fine with that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's just these things, like, that I just can't let go of, kind of, and, and they are, they are, they are completely, you know, fear-based. Like, I could never lose another child, and I, I've known that always, uh-huh. and I just, you know, so I do make these decisions, like, you know, yeah. you can't go, you can't do it, like, sorry, I know it seems like everyone else is, but mm-hmm. I need you. You've, ex- <laughs> I you've need accepted you that side yeah, of yourself. Yeah, yeah, and I've like, explained it, like, the older the girls got, like, the, I did explain it to them, like, here's the thing, like, I just can't, my, this hurts my heart, and I can't let anything happen to you, and how silly would it be if something did, because I let you do something that I knew mm-hmm. wasn't a great Safe or choice, something. or yeah. whatever, so for the most part, like, they get, a, you know, they're like, oh, this sucks, or it's not fair, or whatever, but then they kind of, like, you they know, see the pain and yes. see that and um they cry over Madison too um which is cool because they've never met her you know mm-hmm. so um they they really get it and I don't know if that's more just grace you know from God or what it is um but they have these hearts and they've just I've been able to just kind of explain mm-hmm. to them like this is why and they're like oh, okay yeah it's kind of nice to like embed that you know get yeah. that in their head because yeah. I think as a kid you can be such an asshole to your I parents <laughs> and make them worry so much yeah. that like right. they know just from your loss mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. yeah maybe I shouldn't do this right. when I'm yeah. older or whatever you know yeah. and if that's what gets you through it like mm-hmm. I think that's okay yeah <laughs> it's been it's kind of it's like you know we've been so just happy and thankful and stuff um for each other but it's also like in the depths of me is like survival mode still Uh all the time like just like I have to keep these kids like and everyone jokes like oh I kept my kids alive today like cool but I'm like uh no really yeah that's not a funny joke I kept my kids alive and like I you know it's like my literal only like goal Uh (laughs) in life right now and it you know yeah I do enjoy it but at the same time I'm just like stay close mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but so these poor kids like they live in a total bubble and <laughs> I don't know what to say like they actually do and I I don't I don't care yeah. <laughs> like and Jacob's on board with it yeah right? yeah like, he's he, pretty protective yeah. too and um we just we don't yeah as far as keeping our kids with us like we don't we totally see eye to eye on that like why do our kids need to have sleepovers at other people's houses? They're six, you know, or yeah. whatever. Like, no, they're home and that's where we uh-huh. want to be, you know, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did know. he, did Jacob know this? Did he know you when this happened to you? No, I didn't know Jacob when like Madison died and stuff, but definitely him and Aaron met um, and we all hung out m- several times. Um, so he did know Aaron a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of times, like, I, we had this conversation one time, like, after I'd gotten off, like, an hour and a half phone call with Aaron, and he's like, who was that? I'm like, Aaron, um, but it's not weird, like, it's just, we have to talk, and, you know, mm-hmm. and I hope that's something that you can deal with, well, you're going to have to. Yeah. <laughs> because it's what's uh-huh. happening. And he was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. 
that's fine. I don't know if having my son part of this was something that I kept in the back of my mind mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have like this control issue about mm-hmm. yeah. with him. It is. Yeah, it um, is. Well, yeah. I'm not saying it's, it mm-hmm. is for you, but it is a thought that I'm sure, you know, those of us who were there and mm-hmm. experienced this, um, even from the outside or whatever it was, um, do I think think about and I I've done the same thing like I worked in daycare for the first like eight years of my girls' lives uh-huh. and and had kids at my house um too and it is a part of this like you have to hold on to them mm-hmm. and make sure that they're safe and um you know I've also gotten to the point well so when I took Ava to daycare for the first time um I sat in this living room of this house of these people that I didn't know that were going to be her daycare, and I was like, here's the deal. Here's what happened to me. And so you would tell these Yeah, people. and I did, and I would start crying, and I remember, like, um, the gal I took her to is one of my good friends now, and she, she was crying, and I was just like, so um, here's the thing. Like, I am trusting you with this child of mine and it's a really big deal for me Mm -hmm. and I you know I know nobody wants to drop their kids off at daycare but but I really don't (laughs) and you know and I so I need you to keep this in mind Uh and like I I don't know what I'm asking exactly but I need you to take care of this child like this can't happen to me again. yeah I can't uh, absolutely not no. like it cannot I won't survive it and no. I already know that and so here she is but I beg of you <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you know, like, I don't know how you can just uh, go to a daycare and not share your story even though yeah, you're like yeah not yeah <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. how you would <laughs> yeah and I felt uh, like but, I needed to like I needed them to know like you know, I know you're going to keep my kids safe and all, but that's what I thought, you know, last mm-hmm. time, and um, this is what happened. I, like, there's just no way. Mm-mm. You're right. Like, I could have not not said that. Like, I had to have them know mm-hmm. that this was, this was, like, this huge, huge thing for uh-huh. me, and so. <clears throat> and for, um, and then when you became a daycare provider, would, was this something that your kids' parents would, would know about, about you? Um, no. So, I... No, I had a harder time talking to other parents, um, and I never really did. So the people that I, I kind of chose who I wanted, you know, to know the story and who I didn't. And so, which worked out for me. Um, Mm -hmm. it was a good, oh yeah, uh, wall that I had, I guess. Um, so yeah, but I would, you know, parents would like, screech into the daycare and like drop their kids off and like screech out and I'd be like like just my heart would just be pounding and like almost sick to my stomach like holy cow you know like I I do in a way like I maybe I should have shared it with everybody and been like you know uh-huh. slow down slow like down. chill out and yeah. <laughs> you know like all these things but it was hard it was hard I you know I didn't want to like I don't know there's just pieces of of my heart that I just was trying to keep a hold of, I guess, uh-huh. in a way. And people have never heard of such an awful story. Right. They're like, 
something so you know and it is like it's hard to process um Mm -hmm. it would be like if someone said that to me I think I'd be like okay thanks for you know sharing that um weird (laughs) you know like I don't know like Uh it's not something that I would blurt out like that Mm -hmm. because it's just so much more more than that and (laughs) so yeah as much as I've wanted to like over the years I it just doesn't happen like that Mm -hmm. um it's 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 too it's too heavy and it's too personal to just be kind of spouting it Mm -hmm. as like a reason to tell someone what to do in a way you Mm -hmm. know like it's just too too much no yeah you know they would have been too young Ava would have been too young to even know Aaron right well she would have been like three or four Uh I don't know that she remembers them or not I guess I've never asked Uh her one of the moments that I remember the most is that after I actually had Charlie, um, so she was born in September, at the end of September, um, and I went home the next, like, uh, in October, the month after she was born, um, so Aaron's wife could do my hair. <laughs> I was like, I just had this baby, and I need you to chop my hair and color it and all this stuff, and um, it'll give me an excuse to go home and see everybody, and you know, whatever. So, um, I brought Charlie with me, uh, she was only a few weeks old, down to the salon to see, uh, Lacey, Aaron's wife, and, um, Aaron came down and was like, came down to visit. So, um, he's down there and Lacey's doing my hair and we're chit-chatting and stuff and he, um, Charlie was in her car seat and she was starting to fuss a little bit. So he picked her up and he was holding her and he said this is the first baby I've held since Madison died and I was like wow (laughs) that's crazy um Mm -hmm. because it had been five years oh yeah so here I am like with this second child and um you know he hadn't even held a baby yet and that's where he was you know, with, like, his heart never did really mm-hmm. recover. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's holding her, and we had this, you know, little moment of silence. Like, uh-huh. you know, wow. And then she's fussing even more, and he's, like, digging through my diaper bag. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I was looking for a bottle. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I was like, well, she doesn't have a bottle. <laughs> and he's like, what do, you, what do you... Oh. 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 <gasps> and my hands are back to me, like, okay, you feed her, and then I'll take her back. And it was, like, kind of this funny, almost, like, Aaron and I parenting moment that, like, just has stuck with me. Because um, it was just so funny and... Uh, sad, you know, at the same time, and just this, like, little healing thing that happened, and, um, so anyway, I stuck her under my cape of, my hairdresser cape, and fed her, and then handed her back, and so we had this, you know, cool moment of Uh just, like... And it's cool, because, like, you were there, and Aaron's wife was there, and, I mean, you're all just there, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's... It's great to hear you kind of you guys all developed yeah. a relationship. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that it was just like 
you and Aaron had mm-hmm. to be secretive yeah. in your pain no. or something yeah. like that sounds yeah. kind of immature, no. but no, I know. you know, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, how yeah. could you not? <laughs> right. So it actually to, um, I think one of the reasons that this is such a memory for me, um, was that then, so that was in October, um, and then in November, um, Lacey actually called to say that Aaron had gone to car accident and died. <laughs> so it was a, it was, it was the last time that I had spent with Aaron, um, was that moment also. So it was, yeah. Yeah. A big one. So you're in, um, you're in Belgrade when mm-hmm. you get the call from Aaron's wife, yeah. Lacey. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Yeah, what? Now what? Uh, gosh, yeah. Gosh. I, I don't know. So, I think Charlie was uh, only, like, six weeks old at the time. And, um, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Gosh. So, but this I had already kind of lost... I know. So, <laughs> I know. So, this... And I don't remember... I don't know. It's crazy. So, anyways, she called, and, and then pretty soon the phone calls just start rolling in of, you know, all of our friends. And uh, here I am, like having a heart attack like another like heartbreak and so um anyways I packed up our stuff and went back to Glasgow and um you know just watched um just all these same people who you know we've been walking through these waters together and just our friends from high school and Aaron's friends and just you know, all these same people that, I mean, really have been around us, um, for so long, and here we are, like, back together, like, doing this thing, um, and it's all these, the same people that came to your house when Madison died, it is, it is, and, you know, there are a few that stick out to me, um, in particular, some of Aaron's friends that are just the most solid, um, people and solid friends that they're, I think, ever has been mm-hmm. um that whole class you know the class of 2002 like they they just were such mm-hmm. such good friends and you know mm-hmm. typing one of them and um so yeah so here we are just doing this thing and um we're all just there yeah like, sharing this heartbreak and um yeah i i don't know yeah um <laughs> so sad horrible it's like how did that happen I know it was and Aaron you know everyone that knows him like it it was hard because it just he just was one of those people that um uh just was such a light you know and just always happy and like bouncing around and just in a good mood and just this person that you know you can always make dinner with or party with or go to like you could do anything with Aaron and he would do anything with you and like you know just this presence that like you just never ever thought would go away would go away uh like it couldn't you know he can't he can't he's just Aaron did a lot of things too after um Madison died right he started Mm -hmm. um if you want to kind of Mm -hmm. go into that part too just to you know, his yeah. mark he left on the world. Mm-hmm. Aaron um, decided 
to, he got hooked up with a gal from um, the organization Kids and Cars. And so he started working with that organization and, and did a lot of work with them. And, um, and I still follow Kids and Cars too. They do really amazing things that um, are kind of behind the scenes of all of this. Like, so Aaron ended up uh, meeting up with these people and going to Washington, D.C. and lobbying for this legislation um, for backup cameras. Mm-hmm. Um, and just a couple of years ago, that legislation all passed. And um, so backup cameras became a, a staple, or it's a law that they will be in every new car, I think from like 2016 maybe uh-huh. on. Um because of this work that these parents have done, uh-huh. um, which is really cool. And just other things that people don't know about, like, um, you know, power windows and stuff. Uh-huh. Like, back in the day, those didn't... Now, if there's something obstructing them, uh-huh. they don't continue pushing up. Like, oh, they wow. stop. Uh-huh. Um, and that was all because kids were dying in, like, getting their necks caught in windows and, like, dying. Uh-huh. Or... Um, you know, even that you have to have your foot on the brake to shift into gear. Um, okay. A lot of that was from accidental, you know, cars rolling mm-hmm. and like kids being in them or behind them or things like that. So, yeah, so Aaron really immersed himself in this work. Um, and that was kind of his way, I think, of coping and trying to put something positive back into the world after this crazy negative thing that you just never could, you know, understand. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a way of. Yeah, how doing he... something productive, mm-hmm. um, and it it was positive, and it it accomplished exactly what he wanted it to accomplish. Um, he just wasn't here to actually see that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, oh. So, have you taken over any of the kids and cars stuff or d- anything um, like that? No, I didn't take over any of it, um, but I did just kind of follow it. I always watched it from the background. <laughs> She's sorry. Um, it's okay. And didn't, just didn't feel like it was. You knew it was like Aaron's thing. Yeah. 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 It wasn't something you felt like you had to be I a part of. I didn't need to push but, myself yeah. into it. I watched and I supported that and, um, you know, just I've kept an eye on it kind of. And um, it's just, it's cool to see these people are some of the most amazing parents that have had the same losses as us and they they've just done so much positive mm-hmm. work um have you become become friends with any of them I didn't know no. I didn't know I did I just it was like Aaron's thing and I just yeah. let him have it you know mm-hmm. kind of in a way and um he he always was like that politician anyways like it was just such a perfect arena for him because he you know met all these people and was became friends with them but then it also gave him this platform like he spoke at Uh you know conventions and you know at the legislature and all this stuff and um so it was more definitely more his arena than mine I mean it was like the spotlight kind of thing and um Mm -hmm. this big work that was being done that Uh everyone was gonna see and so yeah and that just wasn't my no you seem more like if my my kids and I just stayed in this house for the rest of our lives, that would be fine, <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, that would be, be my yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. my healing process. Exactly, like it's, I don't it's my need. Process. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. 
just because there are other bereaved parents, like, does not, like, make you on the same level. Like, people, stories are just so individual, and people are always at different places in their process, and, um, you know, depending on what happens to your child, um, it's just a different, I don't know, I, I guess I've never felt like I connected with anybody with a similar story that felt similarly uh, about it uh-huh. as me. Like, it's it's a weird, it's all so different, and yeah, I don't know. I But I also, like, I don't put myself out there like that. Like, I've mm-hmm. never said, like, hey, does anybody want to start a group with, you uh-huh. know, like, I've never, ever, ever put it uh-huh. out there in that way. Like, I've always had a pretty guarded... Um, about it so it's not something that has fallen into my lap because that's really the only way (laughs) Mm -hmm. that it would because I don't seek you know seek it out really Uh I don't know and it's and it's not because you like want to and you're too afraid to it just seems like you're pretty secure in where you're at like yeah with being alone mm-hmm. in your mm-hmm. grief and mm-hmm. you know yeah having your family as a mm-hmm. unit and then like that's it you know right. you don't need right. yeah and I have you know my friend I have my friends and I mm-hmm. have people that already know the story and already knew Madison and Aaron and like we can you know choose to um sit in that space together if mm-hmm. we want to yeah. um but I don't have to and there's just something about that for me like that has always felt right. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about it when I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want, yeah, I don't know. I don't, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where I'm at with that. I, no. You know, and I am grounded um, in a lot of just my faith and as a parent, um, and as a person, I, I feel grounded and I don't, I'm not like searching out other things. Uh-huh. It just, it just, it is what it yeah. is. Yeah. It is so painful that like, even if I see somebody who is someone I know and I know they've lost a child, like I am the like turn and pretend I didn't see you person because I can't relive this stuff all the time. And I do enough you know, in my own personal space, and so, I, it's just not, so, it, it's not comforting for me, if someone needed me, sure, okay, but it is not, like, I don't want to run into somebody in the grocery store and have to cry with that, you know, I, it's just not comforting for me, it's just painful, and it isn't, like, I don't feel comforted by other people losing kids, like, I, it doesn't make me feel like I'm not alone or anything like that it makes me feel horrible Mm -hmm. I I don't want anyone like I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy the loss of a child is Mm -hmm. different and I'm saying that too from a totally naive standpoint I don't know what that's Mm -hmm. like I don't at all and like and just that you're so willing to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe I really screwed up no. <laughs> by asking you, oh but um, um, but it is important because you do have a voice and like I think it it's <laughs> something to understand yeah. about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just this unimaginable tragedy that has happened to you and like 
yeah, if my kid doesn't know how to ride a bike for his whole life, yeah. then <laughs> there's reasons. <laughs> okay. like, exactly. like, leave me alone now. Yeah, I know. It feels so silly. Like, if you don't know where I'm coming from, it's like, I swear, like, I spend time with my kids, like, teaching them stuff. I just don't teach them how to, like, be out in the world by themselves because mm-hmm. I don't. I can't. I don't want them to be. I'm not going to let them be. I don't know. Yeah. They're going to be like those 18-year-olds that are just like, woohoo! <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> but, but as for, you know, grieving Aaron, is there anything um, special or unique to just his circumstance? You know, is there anything that you do that really just makes you feel like a 14-year-old again? Mm. You know, it's like... Before any of this happened to you. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I think that, you know, being home and being just kind of with some of our old friends and that kind of stuff, it's so much fun usually. And, you know, they've all experienced the same loss of Aaron that I did. And so there's always this piece that's, like, sad. But there's always this piece that's just so funny. And, like, the stories are so funny and just remembering some of the crazy, crazy things that, like, Aaron did, and I did, and Aaron and all his friends did, and, like, just such cool memories and fun, funny stuff, and there's, of course, like, just certain songs that come on that remind me of, you know, those times and stuff like that, and I say, like, inappropriate things sometimes (laughs) to my kids, like, you know, about Aaron and I, just because I'm, like, that's what popped into my head right now, and I'm going to talk about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, I joke that, like, all the hands-off policies that were made at Glasgow High School, like, <laughs> were made because of me and Aaron. <laughs> like, I'm pretty positive. <laughs> like, you know, they started posting all the rules. Like, you cannot make out with your boyfriend in the hallway in between every single class. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that was me. Uh, you know, like, I I don't know. Just funny stuff that... Uh-huh. I know. I love that. I yeah. It, um, it's yeah. a story of just such, like, young love. Like, when I think of this part, you know, this part, like, those are the stories that I like. Or, you know, mm-hmm. that's yeah. what I... That's what's yeah. so cute. Like, your giggle comes out when you think of <laughs> yeah. yourself. When I'm yeah. like, tell me a story about when you were 15 with yeah. Aaron. Like, right. this light comes up in yeah. your eyes, you know? Like, yeah, for sure. That's what's... Yeah. yeah, I have a funny story about him and Ty that I'll have to tell you another time, too. Don't tell it right now. <laughs> um, well, I don't know that anyone else thinks it's funny, even. It was just... I, I don't even know, but um, there was a year... I think I was a freshman, and... Aaron and I had, like, sort of broken up, but, like, not really. Like, he said, you know, one of those stupid things that you say when you're really young, like, let's take a break and, like, see, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay, we're not taking a break. Like, either you're breaking up with me or you're not. Mm -hmm. Like, what is, you know, no. And so he's like, well, all right, then I guess we're breaking up. And I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, da-da-da, I don't know. So, anyways, him and Ty walk in to school one day, and they're both just, like, giggling, kind of, and I'm like, what? (laughs) So, Aaron hands me this card, and then kind of, like, runs away, and him and Ty are just, like, you know, like, giggling, and I'm like, what the hell? 
So I open up this card and it's like this baby on a saddle and it says like you open it up and it says I hope you get back in the saddle soon. Like I was like some heartbroken like girl that Aaron broke up with like the day before and they just thought it was the funniest thing and I was so pissed off. I was like uh really? (laughs) I find things. He writes yeah. <laughs> me his own cards. Yeah. And like, he. I, so on my birthday, Matt Lauer was fired from NBC. Do uh-huh. you remember that? And yeah. I always watched Matt Lauer. I loved him. <laughs> and I remember like turning around, like, no, it was on my birthday. And he was just like, he made me a birthday card of all Matt Lauer pictures. And was oh. like, I hope your birthday is going better than oh Matt Lauer's day. Like,. <laughs> Or something. So I'm not awesome. sure. He just yeah. he's full of them. Let's that say. is amazing. <laughs> yeah. God. It is crazy this mm, life. It is. It is. But yet, I just think I I don't know. I'm. It's so sweet of you too. <laughs> <laughs> when I had asked you, oh, I'm like, yeah. Oh God. Like, <laughs> And yeah. I don't know if I did it just to be, if I was being selfish or what, but because of just, because of Madison and Aaron, and I don't know either one of them, I would never mm-hmm. even was around them, but um, just that it is, it has stuck with so many mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. and I know that that doesn't matter, it matters about yeah. you, but yeah. um, but I think this is something that people think about often, yeah. and it's a, st- a story that like mm-hmm. broke a lot of people's mm-hmm. hearts, and mm-hmm. but then they see like they still see a light in you, and yeah. I think some people wonder how it even um, how there is still such a thing in mm-hmm. you, and that's why yeah. I'm talking yeah. to you. I think no, it's really cool. I I like hearing to everyone's side of it like I said earlier um because I was like just so young and selfish at the time and at the time I thought it was only me you know I really did like I was the only one like Aaron and I and my parents and his parents and you know of course but I did think that it was my world you know that came crashing down and I didn't really ever think about how it felt um as a community Mm -hmm. to anybody and uh I didn't really care at the time you know and so it is it's like as an older person (laughs) maybe I've grown up I don't know but um it is interesting to me and cool to hear just like it was sad and that's I don't know it it just it's it's interesting and I um I didn't realize at the time either until after and all these people started telling me things like about Madison like that um, they'd see her in the grocery store or something and be like she just had this like shining bright blue eyes that would just like capture you and and it was true like you couldn't really go anywhere with her without people being like oh my gosh she's so cute Mm -hmm. like uh, like and just totally attracted to her and like and she always, like, would smile, and, 
chit-chat and talk. I mean, she never, like, it was, like, this total, like, light. And, um, I, like, I knew I had a cute baby, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize, like, how, um, how that looked to everyone else, uh-huh. you know, until they told me that after she was gone, like, uh-huh. you know, yeah, we'd just see her and it just would brighten up your day and, um, just things like that that I'm like, oh, that's really cool, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I definitely impact on other people's yeah, lives exactly, too. Exactly, exactly. Even though she was so young when she died, like it still is something that all these people kind of connected with, and um, you know, I just didn't know that, mm-hmm. and so. What was she? Thirteen months or something. Fourteen. Yeah. Fourteen months. Yeah. 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 So so little, but. Mm-hmm. And she had met, like, met all her milestones. Like, she was just, like, a sweet little yeah, baby. Just she was, like, a walker, and she didn't really talk um, yet. She had, like, two words. Um, and looking back, I think, like, wow, she didn't really talk. But I didn't think at the time. Like, she just, she was so communicative yeah. um, in other ways. And just, she did. I mean, she played with you, and, you know, she just, she was. She was awesome and um, so sweet. I really don't remember her, like, ever crying or, you know, mm-hmm. like, she just was definitely a light, um, which more or less, like, was a comfort to me to hear these things, um, just because it's like, you know, maybe she was just this, like, light and angel that, you know, we borrowed for a little while to brighten everyone's time, mm-hmm. and then she was gone. So, and it's not, I, you know wish I could have her back but at the same time it was it was comforting it's comforting to hear just that mm-hmm. there is this world that cared about it and um you know I couldn't see that at the time so yeah it's interesting uh-huh. yeah 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 well if anything like yeah I know you but I I'm also married to someone who's really good friends with Aaron mm-hmm. and like he yeah. You know, he lights up when he talks mm-hmm. about Aaron, and right. even when your name comes up, he just cares about you so oh. much. And you know, people, this is really stuck with people, and yeah. you know, yeah. you are loved <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and you. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. and this yeah. did have, this did affect people's mm-hmm. lives. Absolutely. And, yeah. um, so maybe it'll bring mm-hmm. comfort to mm-hmm. people to just yeah. hear you talk about it mm-hmm. because maybe they just they wonder, you know, how you're doing right. or how uh how you could even be surviving this and you know and you're just here you are you're just being honest you know and that's that's what makes you so great (laughs) you're too nice (laughs) but from the out I've never I never at the time like I said like cared that anyone else was going through some like I cared about my family a little bit but I just was like so in like my own just grief and so, but, like, if you, did you, do you feel like you knew what happened? Like, like, I don't know, I still don't really know what happened, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, does everyone else, like, is everyone else, like, at peace with, like, what happened she that got day? back to her at her daycare? Is that all, like, Pfft, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. No, I. Like, could this happen again? Yeah. Could, you know. I don't, from my perspective, I don't think so. It's, like. I think it's this is a story that is a lot of like unanswered mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. And it's maybe I was coming here to answer some of my own questions yeah. as an outsider. Well, I don't know. Right. Yeah. But like to hear you that 
they haven't even been answered for you really mm-hmm. I mean yeah. kind of um and not that it even not matters really. and changes anything yeah. but yeah. that it's kind of like oh yeah 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 what more is there to say about it I right. guess but right. that yeah we didn't know and then also just to get through it and talk about it like I'm not even sure if in school they like pulled us into the auditorium Mm -hmm. or anything that was never like yeah um okay does everyone know what happened right is anyone bothered by this um and maybe they did Mm -hmm. but um and even if it was offered who knows who would even do anything about it but just that it does affect so many people and you yeah. kind of felt like you were just like, oh, yeah, lots of bad shit happens in Glasgow. Right. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, yeah. no. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Let's talk about you sometime. Yeah. You want to? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come to Missoula. Cool. I will. I'm going Come to. Come hang out with us. I'm going to pick a weekend for yeah. sure. Okay, so it seems to me like you wanted answers and weren't getting them, like, after the fog of everything that had happened. Mm-hmm. It, you know, when things started to sort of settle down, did you ever, you know, um, ask, you know, whoever was doing the investigation for updates? We had asked a couple of times um, just for some sort of uh, report or, you know, clarification on what exactly had happened. And what was happening was that we just weren't getting that. And um, kind of the stories we were getting were a little bit different depending on, um, like, the sheriff, for instance, would tell my mother-in-law something and he would tell us something different And he would tell, you know, someone else something a little bit different. And so there never really was any clarification on kind of what exactly had happened. And um, what we were kind of looking for was that story from the professional investigative standpoint. Yeah, I I don't think we really ever got it. So then you might have even felt like um, other people had more answers than you or... Um, did you ever feel like that? Um, a little bit. I feel some of the stuff that had happened, um, right after the accident and shortly after, um, just completely bypassed any of my consent or knowledge. Um, and just like, you know, there were just little pieces that, um, I, I wanted to be a part of looking back or that I asked for, like we talked about this a little bit, um, just like me asking where her clothes were, um, that she was wearing that day and finding out from the sheriff that he had made the decision along with maybe some other people to get rid of them. Um, things like that, that it was like, you know, just what about this? And what about, um, (sighs) yes, things that you thought you would have been asked as her mother absolutely um so those things um they still you know pop up in my mind and I wish they would have gone differently but um 
I do think that as a small town and everybody knowing each other the way we did on so many different levels, um, I think that some of these decisions were made with the thought of we'll protect them, we'll protect this these parents, these young parents from having to make these decisions or um, having to deal with these things, um, when in reality, I I would have liked to, you know. Yeah, be consulted. Right. You know, be the one answering exactly. those questions. Yeah. Yeah. For the yeah. for everything, um, and then did you ever confront the sheriff later on, even if it was a long time later? Um, have you ever, you know, ever asked <laughs> what the hell was that about? Or you um, know, I don't think I, I did. I don't recall saying anything. Um, I, it was like, don't stir the pot so much you know and um Mm -hmm. just kind of pieces that I guess I've chosen to let go of a little bit um so they Mm -hmm. don't necessarily you know haunt me to this day per se but um just just thoughts and uh, no I don't recall getting a hold of him and it's probably taken some time too, just to realize like I probably should have been a part of that process and that, you know, that whatever right. protocol was followed. And yeah. Um, yeah. And it wasn't like it was, it's not like they did ask you, mm-hmm. like, you know, for sure that you were not asked yeah. about certain things yeah. or gave him mm-hmm. rights to do certain mm-hmm. things just because you were feeling so awful like you know it didn't happen and it took you a while to realize like why yeah why wasn't I and there were things that I knew at the time like the clothing that I asked for um once they said like we chose to get rid of those for you um I was really mad at that point in time um Mm -hmm. but it it was like some of the other stuff that are huge, huge things um, like not being able to go see her or hold her or any of those things um, after the accident that did take me a while to process. Like I just thought, you know, okay, that's the, that's the rule and that's the protocol. And I guess I don't have any legs to stand on here. Um, And looking back, it was like, Oh my gosh, I am the parent like I just there's no way that you know any of their protocols should have trumped um, those requests of mine and furthermore just the way the investigation proceeded with you know like the um, there has to be an autopsy and um, that's mandatory and that's why you can't hold her and again like looking back I'm thinking you know are you sure (laughs) Are you sure that was mandatory? Yeah. Because I would have absolutely refused that in another world where I knew more about my rights as a parent. Um, so, uh-huh. yeah, I I don't know. I didn't know. And it did take a long time to process that stuff. And, um, and of course, by then, it's just, yeah. it's too late. And so you either, you know, forgive a little bit and let go of that or hold it (laughs) and so 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it does seem, and yeah, you are so forgiving. And so, you know, it's pretty <laughs> amazing to be able to give yourself those choices. But yeah, those are things that would have granted you a little bit mm-hmm. of closure and were completely mm-hmm. robbed yeah. of it. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like. And, um, and that's why I just think, you know, in, in talking about it, if anything, it's like this moment of like, holy shit, th- this should have been treated so yeah. much differently yeah. for you <laughs> because that was like one, the one right. chance at getting right. any of those things, getting any of those. Um, yeah. 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 Any, whatever. Right. But, and you didn't get them and there's there no getting is not. And again, I think that, um, you know, I think the intentions were fair enough. Um, like, you know, him saying, you're not going to want to see her like this and all these things. Um, but I did, you know, and so making those decisions for someone else just is something that I know as a parent right now would, I would have never backed down from, (laughs) you would have been like dragging Mm -hmm. my ass out of the way. Um, you know, like, Oh yeah. And it would be a huge fight. I I could never imagine ever. Um, well, I couldn't imagine this happening again in the first place, but I can't imagine ever being in the same shoes um, and not acting differently myself um, and just not insisting. Uh-huh. Um, but again, I just, I thought that I didn't have a choice really. And um, that's how it was presented to me. And so I guess yeah that's what's so messed up is like yeah you weren't even presented right. with the options like it could have been stated yeah. differently like you you mm-hmm. might not want to see this you might right. not want to see her or something but and you know and then there's also this thing we might have to do with her to figure out what happened to her because we might have to treat this like mm-hmm. a SIDS case right. or we might have to right. treat this like something and right. Yeah, so it just right. seems like this protocol for children who mm-hmm. get run over, like it wasn't mm-hmm. even in place. So they were treating it like something like a child right. was poisoned at a, at at a child daycare. care facility, which I understand there are protocols for that. Um, this just did seem like a different situation. And um, I guess. And it was like, well, exactly. And, yeah. and I think back to and I think, how did they, I mean, did they have to have any sort of parental consent? to do an autopsy on a a baby, you know, or who consents to that or like Mm -hmm. what, (laughs) you know, informed at least, Mm -hmm. because like you're saying, I wasn't informed of, you know, he said briefly, like, you can't touch her. Um, And I didn't learn until later, like why he was even saying that. And it was because of the protocol Mm -hmm. for, um, you know, for our state, for what happens when a child does um, die at daycare. And so, I didn't even know until later, like, and even at that point, I was like, well, that makes sense. Um, I don't like it, but, and then it was still like, Mm -hmm. even later, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't, I still don't agree with this. And I don't, (laughs) I, I wish I would have had a choice or at least more informed. That's just, it is, um, it's just to be informed Mm -hmm. of yeah right. of what was going on and even just from the very start you weren't at mm-hmm. the start and then 
have right. not been right at, yeah you know like even at the end of our conversation you were asking me if yeah I knew what happened like you were like does it is, is that just the general consensus that like she was run over at daycare yeah. and you know it's like what it's almost mm-hmm. out of my mm-hmm. mind like insane to hear <laughs> you I you know, know. Like, yeah you should yeah. know like and and well and yeah I still don't feel like I have and it's not what right. you could have done differently it's not it's not your fault I'm just saying just yeah. the whole scheme of things it's like I know yeah what the and, hell and I guess for us it just came down to like yes we want to know these things and we did pry and ask the people that we wanted to ask um we didn't get the answers we wanted and again it was just more of a decision to um allow this grace let's just choose to be okay and you know not Mm -hmm. make these people live this nightmare over again just so that we can have a little bit of information because there's no amount of information that really changes what happened anyways it happened and if we could go back we all would but um yeah we just didn't feel like like we weren't getting the information but it was too hard to to get it from the primary sources and so we just didn't and I mean you guys had so much I don't know compassion you know just for the people involved mm-hmm. that you were, you were trying to establish boundaries with them. Yeah. Let's just mm-hmm. continue. You know, let's just, you wanted the role as like the, the sheriff or the investigation right. to fulfill right. its yeah. job. <laughs> the, and that's what exactly. their duty yeah. is, you know, like that's, mm-hmm. that's the position. If I ever did read a report about it, I don't remember that. Um, and it, I just don't think I did. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was interesting. It, yeah, it was interesting. Um, just to be kind of told, like, no, you don't want to do that at every turn of this, you know, thing. Um, uh-huh. And that even though yeah, you were saying yeah. yes, I do, you right. were not even allowed. It's not mm-hmm. like you were just like, okay, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't no, want to go. No, I did. I wanted her. it all. I wanted all the <laughs> pictures. Know? I wanted all the reports. I wanted the clothing. Like, I wanted everything. And I got zero of those things. Zero. Because someone else. Yeah, no, you've never seen anything, no, like, yeah. anything of it. So, yeah. And I attribute that probably to being young at the time and just you know, having these people in our community decide that they were going to protect me from the stuff that I was asking for. Um, you know, and again, I understand that a tiny bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yeah, it's not, I wouldn't allow it at this point in yeah. my life. Um, so no. yeah. <laughs> and Yeah. And I, yeah, I understand. I'm like, I'm not trying to make something out of this. I think I'm just like mm-hmm. out of this whole thing that is mm-hmm. so upsetting because you have found this place now, you know, to be mm-hmm. um, forgiving and mm-hmm. not carry so much anger and stuff. But it's just this part of it where mm-hmm. it could have been different Yeah, is what's so sad. And it's the only thing that, 
you keep yeah carrying with you that will Mm -hmm. you know that affects you Mm -hmm. in a certain way and um and that's just why yeah it bothers me I guess no it's true and I (laughs) think like you know had this happened in a bigger community where the sheriff didn't know me and didn't know my you know husband or mother-in-law or parents um I mean there was a lot of close connections Mm -hmm. really um even with my own mom um and or the you know daycare provider or you know these are all people in our community that work together they own businesses they you know all these things Mm -hmm. um and I do think you know had this happened somewhere else where these connections weren't all there and nobody knew who I was at all I do believe it would have gone down completely differently. I believe I would have gotten everything I asked for at the time because they would have given that to, I think, Mm -hmm. any parent. And, you know, Hattie said, like, this file Mm -hmm. is really awful and these pictures are, you know, da-da-da. But here, you know, I'm going to give this to you and you can make your own decisions, but I'm warning you kind of thing. That would be a completely different story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it's just interesting to to think about and you know. Yeah. It's hard to like you know this is just a podcast where we're <laughs> discussing stuff. I have no freaking background in any yeah. of yeah. any of this, <laughs> and so you know, and maybe I'm misreading it, and um, and you just like and you feel in your heart like yeah if you lived in a city you would have Mm -hmm. seen all these things you were asking for Mm -hmm. read all these things you were asking for and so I mean just for the listeners and stuff it's like I hope I'm not Mm -hmm. stirring anything up but it it comes down to whether it's right a legal obligation Mm -hmm. to show Mm -hmm. the mother or you know to have these things available for the mother of someone who Mm -hmm. dies the way they did. It's like, um, whether it is or not, I think these plans in place are just so, Mm -hmm. it just defies all the freaking, yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything about a human (laughs) that we know, like, you know, you, um, well, one of yeah. the pieces to this too, I think that is also plays um, a little bit of a role here is that, you know, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but like, I had a doctor who delivered my babies who had never had kids. And she was so, she was a mm-hmm. great doctor, but one of the coldest people towards mothering that I've ever seen you know what I mean? Like she knew what she was doing, but mm-hmm. she yeah. didn't know how to, how to take, um, that other piece of like motherly instinct that people have, you know, I would tell her things and she'd be uh-huh. like, Oh, that's not science. And like, Oh, okay. Well, as a mom, uh-huh. like I'm telling you what's happening here. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, and she could never ever uh-huh. appreciate that. Uh-huh. And I think that, um, that's a little bit what happened with our sheriff, right? Like there's a piece of that, that he just simply did not understand. And he couldn't grasp what I was asking Mm -hmm. for. um, Because in his mind, it was just like, 
you know, this is really gory and you're not going to like it without that piece of knowing, like, if this were my child, I would want to hold her, you know, and I would. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I, yeah, I've tried to give a little bit of grace over that too, just knowing like he has no idea. Um, There were some other comments made later on by other people in the community um, that were along the same, just like, cold you know lines that it's just like wow you know I think that people have a hard time grasping this loss of a child in the first place um much less any of the other pieces that we were dealing with and Mm -hmm. still do you know but yeah I think that's a great example of like what went wrong is that it was just your side was not right right it wasn't understood Mm -hmm. like what you, Mm -hmm. yeah, what you were needing and wanting, although Mm -hmm. he was trying to protect you, it wound up being one of Mm -hmm. the like longest lasting emotions you've had about this. (laughs) Um, But that is such a good Mm -hmm. example just to. Yeah. um, And not to put it all on blast, but I wonder, you know, too, that if other people have had similar kind of, just experiences where, you know, we're all too closely connected to do a professional job. Um, And it doesn't even have to be anything (laughs) as crazy as what happened, you know, to us, but just other smaller Mm -hmm. things, even um, it's just an interesting thought and dynamic. And there's so much to appreciate Mm -hmm. about it. Also, the small town politics Mm -hmm. can work in your favor. Sometimes they can also be against you. But in, like, one of the biggest cases that, like, really, really affected our community, it's just kind of Mm -hmm. sad to hear Mm -hmm. the outcome, I guess. Just for you, like, who it dials down to is you. I mean, and that's, like, (laughs) the person who matters most in this story, you know, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. Well, um. Yeah, I will keep <laughs> yeah, in I, touch with you. Yeah, I love those pictures you sent me today. So, so sweet. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Sarah. Yeah, um, I love you. Okay, okay. well, Bye. I love you.